guys welcome back to jelly toast breakfast podcast it's your girl jelly here it's tuesday morning y'all and i've decided to do a uh, solo recording mostly because my uh, new two co-hosts are not around with me right now at this moment um but uh yeah i'm doing a solo recording today y'all I just want to talk about like something like short and sweet. <laughs> Not really short and sweet, but uh I've been watching the series 60 Days in. Um it's starting to feel like I'm I don't know what you call it. I I'm I'm a binge watcher, but like the show is at this point it's purely for entertainment um the research aspect of it is still kind of there but you can see that they they spend more time on the drama aspects that take place within like the whole experiment ultimately it's like a social experiment trying to like find ways to help um correct uh, issues that's going on in, in jail um which is kind of interesting because it's like you imagine like going to jail being a place for like punishment um so you can ultimately like reflect on your actions and so when you come out it'll make you a quote-unquote better person and i'm saying in quotes better person because in some of the things that we've i've seen in the show or that like you as a viewer sees in the show is you can see that these people pretty much get to sometimes be a criminal still in jail. And um that doesn't necessarily like hurt them, I guess, because you're still doing the same thing. But it also ultimately you're not getting anything. Like you're not getting better. You're not learning your lesson. You don't get to reflect. You get to reflect on like the time alone or whatever, but like you can ultimately see that in a lot of these places like these jails, the um, person that's incarcerated doesn't necessarily get the tools they need to be a successful individual. Now, I'm bringing up the topic of the jail because um, this podcast is supposed to be a, a safe haven where you can, like, discuss your dreams and like talk about um issues you have within yourself or like reflect on like a time period or even just like ultimately like a place where you can like go and reflect whether it be like from a dream or whether it be from a thought or a daydream or a conversation you had with a person that made you feel some type of way or an experience you had with one that made you feel some way. But I just like you by watching this show, you can see how the psyche of one is kind of like broken down almost to nothing or like broken down to like bare minimal because like the way that they portray jail is like a jungle or like someplace out in the wilderness where you gotta fight to survive and that does something to a person's mental so when they get out and like depending on how long they've been in there like they'll still have those tendencies you know so they go out in the real world with the way that they behaved in jail and that 
can make a person aggressive or, you know, seem kind of standoffish or like it can build a bit of a barrier between them and the person um, out in the real world, you know, because it's like you're not in jail anymore, but you still talk and behave and act and you do things that get you what you want as you did when you were in jail. I think like to a certain extent, if you're a person who was seen as like gentle and you went in and it made you kind of like more observant and like a little hardened, I guess, and you feel more confident or whatever, but it's made you kind of dark. I guess it has both is pros and cons. And I know like someone's probably listening like pros and cons. What the hell? Like how does being hardened and harsh make you better person? But I guess so to a certain extent, certain careers calls for a person to be mm, assertive more assertive than uh passive like let's say you are a company owner right and uh there's a certain kind of image you want to uphill for your consumer or like buyers or potential investors or partnerships or whatever and so you can't be out here you know being passive or like having a loose image or a a, a loose kind of like uh what is it called like a public statement or like a company statement or like you have to hold steady behind your values uh as a company owner or ceo or what have you uh even like small business owners like you have to hold your values uh super close and you know make them be known like you need to be um solid and firm on those things because if you not then you'll get a person who comes in and like easily persuade you to do one thing that you know is not like uh part of the company or whatever or they'll get you to do something that's out of character uh according to like that company so you have to stand firm behind it even like other corps will try and come in and you know make you believe that if you did something one way that it would make you more successful or they try and define your success and it just makes it that much easy for someone to infiltrate and like potentially like bring your business or your company to an end and it's important to be assertive on things like that (laughs) behavior issues it's important to be assertive behind like what you expect or how you expect your employees to behave in certain situations. Like you're starting to see more now than ever how a lot of companies have an issue with like sexual harassment. And um, it's not uncommon for anyone to experience uh sexual harassment or some sort of like harassment in some shape or form bullying uh at at a job you know it's not uncommon um it shouldn't be a common thing uh because if a company um made it be known that 
these things were not going to be tolerated, then um, people would probably have less of a chance of like having to endure or experience something like that. But it's the punishment part that you have to be like assertive behind because like, all right. You know, you sit down, you have a conversation with somebody and they continue to do it because they know that you're not going to um, make a move or have any kind of consequences for them or the consequences are very little. And uh, they don't they're not really affected by it. They don't feel it. Uh, they're more likely to go ahead and do what they want to do. But if you are a company, a corporation or a business who holds strong behind you know core values then you know you create a stronger foundation for your company uh thus in the long run giving the people who work there like a better um environment to work in which makes them more likely to be successful as they're working there the time there is better um their psyche is probably much better they feel more comfortable and you know they'll be more open and transparent with you instead of you know having like a terrible uh, employee turnaround rate where you get like a wave of people who come in and then like a wave of people who end up like quitting and leaving it so you got to spend a lot of time having to retrain people so instead of having people on the same page like you got all these people on different levels um somehow like uh some of the people they not all trained the same and it just makes the company uh terrible you know it's a hard uh thing to run a place when everybody is not on the same accord you know and uh i brought up the thing with the jail because uh you can really see how being in a hostile environment takes a toll on one's uh you know mental state they are more likely to act out uh more ragefully in a place like that because all around them is just there's a bunch of violence you know and uh I'm starting to realize that, you know, jail is probably not the only place where people feel uh, prone to violence. You know, school, work, whenever um, the a lot of the employees there have a hard upbringing, they come in and sometimes they bring those, you know, they bring those beliefs, those strategies that they had to they had to deal with while they were on the street like they bring it into the work environment so it makes it hard for someone who's just trying to go to work you know come to work and deal with the stress of (laughs) being violently attacked whether it be physically or mentally it's just like i gotta come to work and like feel like i'm in danger And I think, like, a lot of the issues that people are having are, like, I think it starts, like, at home and how, like, your parent treats you or how your guardian treats you. And then then it transfers into, like, real life because now you treating people how you get treated. And after you treat a person like that and you keep treating a person like that and they treat you, treat them like that, treat them like that, then they're going to start treating other people like that as well. 
or like they have they grow to have a low self-esteem or they start harming themselves or they decide they want to harm other people like people break you know and then they bring it out into society and they project it onto other people and then other people project it on other people and it's kind of like a, a ongoing cycle you know and you just you imagine a place being like safe you know and trying to decide the steps to take for a place to be safe for everyone uh employees um customers everyone you want to have a place that's safe for other people to come in you know and and just like whether it's like enjoying time or like having to go to work and then go home like you would want the person who's coming there or interacting in any kind of shape or form there to be like safe you know and feel comfortable to as close to comfort as possible but i don't think that uh, a lot of the jails are spending time trying to correct things going on because i think they've honestly given up on the people that come to jail uh because they feel like they are a lost cause because it's not like uncommon for a person to go to jail to return to jail like it's not an uncommon thing for a person that's been in jail to to return to jail like that is it's a it's a statistic you know um and people who live in like a high-risk area are more likely to return to jail like it's not a uh it's not like a unheard of thing, you know, and they know that. And I think if the jail consists of high risk people who are likely to return to jail within like weeks to month, then it's just like, what's the point of me trying to help you when you just going to end up back here? And I think that uh, that shows to the people who are incarcerated. And so especially the young ones so they act out you know they act out because they see that nobody else cares these people who's supposed to be helping them you know they don't care and so in and uh you know and then i think uh, to a certain extent they probably don't really care that much about themselves because they end up back there you know or maybe they end up there because they cared about someone else and they were just trying to like get by with how they thought was best. But either way, it's just kind of like an ongoing cycle of just people not caring, you know, and I, and I see that some of the interactions with people, they assume that someone else is going to take on the responsibility. For an example, let's say there's a person, um, you know, getting like beat up in front of a group of people. Um, there was like a, a experiment that went on, you know, there was like a person getting beat up or a person crying or whatever, or like something was going on. A person needed assistance. They needed some sort of help. And, uh, in a group of people, no one came to help the person in need. And it's not because they was like, they didn't care. But it's because they thought that someone else was going to pick up the responsibility and like they thought someone else was going to come to the aid. So everyone else sitting here thinking like, oh, somebody's going to come. Somebody else will come help them. Somebody else will do it. And 
nobody comes to help this person, you know, because it's a large group of people and they're expecting someone else to take the responsibility. While it's in a smaller group, the same scenario, uh, someone is more likely to help them. Like, say, a group of three and one person, all of the three need to help. That one person is more likely to get the help, which kind of like it paints a large picture, you know, like how people behave. Um, it's sad, but it's like the real truth, you know, and I think that as a human being that we could all use those moments and learn from and learn how to better our society. In like all aspects, oh, big, small, little schools, uh, churches, community centers, prisons, anywhere where people go, I think that we all could take some time to learn how to like help people, and I don't think we spend enough time doing that. Like I don't think we spend enough time learning other people. We spend a lot of time trying to get our own points across, but we like we don't take the time to learn from other people and learn how to care for other people and learn how to talk to other people. We only worry about ourselves a lot of the time. And I'm no exception. I spend a lot of time in my own head. And so it's just like I'm focused on, you know, just the things in my own peripherals and in my own little box, you know. So I think that if we took the time to learn other people and hear other people's story and learn how to like humanize other people and maybe we could make a larger difference and have a bigger turnaround but uh that's gonna end today's podcast guys i hope that there's something or a message in this that someone else could take away from if i sound congested my allergies have been really bad and so i'm like really stuffed up but uh, y'all have a great day thank you for listening guys please subscribe and share the uh podcast and y'all stay tuned for the next episode i'm going to get more content (laughs) soon because the co-hosts they're really funny and i think that you guys are gonna really enjoy the insight that they have like they're super They got a lot of stories to tell. That's all I'm going to say. But thank you guys. Bye.